Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, here we are again. Thank you for joining me. I have a big week this week because after getting back from that podcasting conference, I told you I might have jury duty, but I was blessedly excused. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have the time to spend with my son and to make his big transition because this is a big week for him. He is moving and my two kittens are moving with him. So it's just me and Mr. Old Grumpus Flea left behind. And it's, it's very emotional for me, you know. It represents a huge ending, a tower period for any of you tarot fans out there. The tower card is about something completely coming to an end because the foundation that it was built on crumbles. So whether that's in a bad or a good way, it had to happen. And that foundation is no longer something that can be relied on and counted on. So the tower comes down. So in this case, our tower is the state of us living together. And it had to come to an end sooner or later, right? He's got to get out into the world. And the pandemic has delayed so many things, including that kind of transition for so many young people. And so hopefully, I know they are talking about, oh, the COVID's going to spike again, but hopefully we will get past all of this and everybody will carry on. Sometimes these tower times are brief. Sometimes they are long. We are kind of globally in a very long tower period. All of the foundations for our lives are rotten, rotten, rotten. And so much stuff has to be torn down and rebuilt. But anyway, I cannot solve all those things. (laughs) So we are going through our own huge transition and me selling the house, getting rid of the house means that my kids don't have a place to come home to. So we're going to have to figure that out too. Where do we all congregate now? This is going to be the first time that I'm not living with one of my kids in some way. I mean, there was a period where Dakota wasn't home and he was at college, but he always had a room and... That room represented him being there in some way. So it's very emotional. And I am, as I always do, pushing down emotions with busyness. So busy. <laughs> I told him he gave me a great excuse to make multiple trips to Home Goods. Literally, Home Goods, you should sponsor me. I love you. Okay, bye. <laughs> so after this threshold has been crossed, perhaps. All of this will explode out of me like Krakatoa, Jeopardy clue yesterday. That's how thresholds are, right? There's the anticipation of the not knowing as you stand on the inside of that door. 
You're still in the haven of the familiar. And then finally, you must go through that portal for one reason or another. Either external forces compel you to move or else the curiosity outweighs the complacency. Birth is one of those thresholds where the act of crossing is not in your control, right? You might have been finally getting comfortable in the state of pregnancy, like, oh, I could do this all day, no problem. But the truth is you can't. You're not going to be allowed to. There comes a point when those little expanding lima beans inside of you run out of room and they have to come out, whether you're ready or not. And let's face it, no matter how many onesies you buy, how many packages of diapers you stack up, or how much you clear your schedule, you are never ready. And Patty was finally at that huge transition point. Her belly was enormous to the point that it was a wonder that she didn't topple forward with every step. Since she was an older mom, quote unquote, at age 39, which to me now seems so young, they decided that she should definitely schedule a C-section, which she did, and it was set for May 16th. Unlike me, she definitely wanted both mom and me in the room. So I left Savannah at home and met them at Englewood Hospital, where Savannah had also been born. We had chosen to cross state lines and give birth in New Jersey because the hospital was much better than our local hospital. But my kids always bemoan that line on their passports that says they are not born and bred New Yorkers. Oh well. They brought Patty into the ER and mom and I were scrubbed down and suited up so that we could enter the sterile environment too. They set up a curtain between Pat's head and her belly so that she wouldn't watch herself being cut open. That's probably a good idea. I decided it was safer to stay on that side of the curtain as well. I didn't want to be one of those useless liabilities who passes out just at the crucial moment. So I stayed near Patty's head and spoke with joyful anticipation of how Savannah was going to be playing with her kids before we knew it. They had elected not to find out the gender of the babies, so one surprise still remained. And it was coming up fast, now that the big transition was upon us. Once the doctor cuts into the patient, everything moves very quickly. So I have to say, much of the details are a blur. That first baby was pulled from the incision and the announcement went out. It's a boy! Pat had chosen names that would be bestowed in order of birth. So the first boy was named Noah Savino. The shipbuilder and savior of the animals, together with Pat's mother's maiden name. They whisked Noah off to be quickly cleaned up and handed off to mom as the doc went to work to get the second baby out. And then he said, he's trying to crawl back in. He chuckled. Ah, yes, the comfort of the known, that nice, cozy womb where no one bothers you, except perhaps that pesky twin brother who is now miraculously gone. We forget that the transition is twice as jarring for those tiny infants as it is for the mom. At least twice. Who knows? I don't know. King Lear says, When we are born, we cry that we come to this great stage of fools. And Wordsworth elaborates in his poem called Intimations of Mortality. Stanza number five. Our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting. The soul that rises with us, our life's star, hath had elsewhere its setting, and cometh from afar. 
not in entire forgetfulness and not in utter nakedness, but trailing clouds of glory do we come from God who is our home. Heaven lies about us in our infancy. Shades of the prison house begin to close upon the growing boy, but he beholds the light and once it flows, he sees it in his joy. The youth who daily farther from the east must travel still is nature's priest, and by the vision splendid is on his way attended. At length the man perceives it die away and fade into the light of common day. So I always took that to mean that Wordsworth's interpretation was that the soul comes with the remembrance of the beautiful swirling cosmos that it was just part of not moments ago. And then it comes into this captive place where it is housed inside this mortal body. So these two are making that huge transition from the bliss and innocence of the glories of the cosmos and the swirls of souls into this prison house that is the limitations imposed by the human form. Who could blame that little one for crawling back in and desperately trying to hang on to the dreams from a moment ago? But within moments, he was popped out into the air and also heralded with the announcement, it's a boy. Boy number two was christened Aidan Francis the middle name also coming from a savior of animals, St. Francis. Pat and Mom were both vegetarians at this point and staunch animal rights activists. They put Aiden down on the table to clean him up, and he was most displeased. He started howling, and Patty, very worried, said, Can someone please hold him? They had given her Noah to hold while the doctor completed the afterbirth delivery and then sewed her up. I went right over and reached for Aiden, and he was quickly swaddled and plopped into my arms, and he quieted down. Poor little boo-boo. Such trauma. I remind him from time to time that I was the first one to hold him. Whether that wins me any points at all or not, I don't know. Two boys. Amidst the joy and bustle of the delivery room and the relief that mother and babies had all come through with flying colors, there was a slight fog that briefly clouded the atmosphere two boys. How did that match up? Why were this pair of outspoken lesbians given two boys? It cannot be denied that they were hoping for girls to be brought up in the ideals of the power of woman, chanting and marching in the name of feminism. It's lucky that those twins weren't one girl and one boy because that poor one boy would have been in for a lifetime of trials and unfortunate comparisons. But two boys... Clearly, there were many lessons in store for Mom and Pat, and the Great Spirit had given them these two tiny males as teachers. Learn balance. The real work had just begun. <laughs> and I'll tell you so much more about them and their relationship to Savannah and how their presence changed our lives in the episodes to come. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.